Tom, why are we here? I don't know, actually. I think we're doing a bit of an end-of-season review and a, a bit of a, a look to the future for Under the Lights. Where are we? Uh, we're at the Saxon Mill in Warwick, right next to the river, uh, on a lovely Friday afternoon. Tom, we're here because on the Bank Holiday Monday, we had a guest sorted. We had a playoff fixture between Bromsgrove and... Uh, Bromsgrove's opponent. Yeah, Corby, I think it was. I don't think it was Bromsgrove. And it was a playoff final. It was 2,500 tickets sold. It would be absolutely perfect. And you uh, had to work, didn't you? Yeah, and the guy with the bad knee has been off all week. He's still not back. So he's taking the piss. He's screwed us over big time. Does he know that he's ruined the end of I've season not, two for Under the Lights? I've not seen him, but I'll, I'll, be, I'll be listening to this. So I hope he feels bad. Hope you're shitting his tea when he comes back. Eamon, what is our one topic? Um, just how the season's gone, really. It's going to be a really short one. It's going to be a brief ten-minute topic, and then we're going to plead for your money and your forgiveness. Welcome to Under the Lights. Right, OK, 2018-2019 has been the best season of all time. Do we need to say anything else other than that? Eamon's going bald. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going bald, it's receding. There's a, there's a difference. I've still got another three or four years left of hair with me. I don't think it's just 2018, 2019. I think just this week. Yeah. This week's been the best. I think with the Man City game, you sort of forget that happened. You forget the company scored one of the most important goals in Premier League history from a guy who's never scored from outside the box in 34 attempts and scores a goal like that and it's crying after the game. And you forget about that because of Liverpool and Tottenham. I mean, this is the sort of week that the people who say, I don't like football, like, you just need to show them this week to see how exciting and tension-filled and... I think, yeah, our first podcast that I recorded, one of the topics was why we love football. Right, you just point to this week. That's it. I mean, it's, it, the reason the football is the best it's ever been is because of the pace of the play, isn't it, really? But um, it's my only point from the week. I love the fact that the difference for Spurs was a big number nine. That will always remain hugely important in football when you're shit out of ideas um, and desperate for something. The first, the two balls they played before Mora scored the third were long and quick into, direct into uh, Lorente. But, I mean, the... The intensity of both those games is why football is now at peak. I mean, it, probably, it might even get better, but if it does, it's going to involve actual aliens coming down and starting to contribute because we can't surely... Unless we're going to have to... It's going to be evolution of human beings before we see games that get more intense than the ones this week. I thought Leicester were great, actually. Incidentally, bear in mind that everyone spoke about how brilliant Ajax were... Tottenham were, Liverpool were, yeah, absolutely Leicester were also brilliant, they've got a really good chance next season I think of breaking into the top six, certainly I think they'll finish above Man United, I think that's a really good chunky bet. This is what I'm really looking forward to, to next year, is the fact that this season, despite the fact that Man United seem to lose every week and Wolves seem to win every week, they're still nine points behind them and that doesn't seem to make any sense. You don't understand how Man United picked up these points and there's been such a massive divide between the top six and that, that middle pack you know, the, the next sort of five or six teams down, then you've got everyone else is vying for relegation. I think next year you have 
a shout for teams like Wolves and Leicester to be able to break into that top six because they've they'll got... be better than Man United. They'll be better than Man yeah. United. Man United are fucked. Man United are going to be the Liverpool of the 90s. They're just starting their stagnation because actually, even if you're the strongest commercial um, brand, um, if you mismanage a club year on year, you actually realise now with the Glazers that when they set up uh, SE United in Manchester, those people were right, but what they hadn't accounted for was the fact that the greatest manager of all time was still at the club and had the reassurances from the Glazers that he needed that he could carry on doing what he wanted to do. But actually, it's really caught up with them now they've taken away the last godfather and they now have, they haven't had a project at any point, they've lurched from idea to idea. They've appointed someone who is clearly a great football man in Oliver Solskjaer, but look at the state of Klopp and Pochettino and Guardiola. You've got to be competing with them. You've got to have, you've got to be an elite manager to try and break back in. And, they, and they've chosen instead, instead of actually waiting until the end of the season and bringing someone in like Pochettino, they've actually chosen instead to just fall straight into romance without any real long-term plan. I think it's just to do with the manager. I think that's a big part of it. But you look at other managers this year who've come in. So Emery has got a massive pedigree and has he improved Arsenal? Maybe. I, I, I know everyone else seems to think so. I don't think he has particularly. Sarri's come into Chelsea. Has he improved Chelsea? Maybe. So I think it's a lot of it. It's, it's not. It's, I mean, the coach is obviously a really, really important part of that. But a really being part of that is about recruitment. I mean, that's the massive issue of it and you look at Man United's team and you look through it 1 to 11 or 1 to 22 you look at their squad and most of them you have this sort of divide of players who are clearly good enough but underperforming players who are not good enough and um, shouldn't be a Man United and players who could possibly be okay as squad players but if you look through their squads you say there's only one or two of them you, you want to build a team around and they want to leave so it's all well and good saying Oliver Solskjaer he needs to be a, a proper manager, he needs a proper manager role. An elite manager. Elite manager. I don't think any elite manager could do any better job than Oliver Solskjaer has done, considering the fact that their squad is just not good enough, and that goes down to recruitment and the people above him. But he's not. But he's rules. he's not. I agree that that no one maybe do a better job in the very short term. But do you honestly see him being in the same position as Klopp is now? Being the one that he hasn't won anything as of yet, but he's created a side of. You know, re I mean, they're, they're brilliant. They're absolutely fantastic. They're going to be the best side to finish second. They might actually be their second best Premier League side of all time. I mean, the stats, are, you know, I mean, obviously yeah. Man City last year when, you know, got to, got to 100 points. Tom? Well, it's, it's a big, very big window for Man United. But Klopp has had, what, three and a half years at Liverpool? So he's had the chance to to build something. Guardiola, I know that they have the money as well, but... He was. He didn't do particularly great in in his first season. Sarri, you know, it's the end of his first season, same as Emery. So, I think Chelsea and Arsenal will definitely. I think they'll get get better. Obviously, depending on Chelsea's transfer embargo, looks like they're going to lose Eden Hazard. You know, but they have 40 odd players out on loan, uh, and I think Sarri's quite well known for bringing players through, you know, and, and developing them. So. It'll be interesting with Chelsea and Arsenal. I think United will be a bit of turmoil again, you know, because, like I said, I think David Moyes has still got a month left on his contract there. <laughs> you know, so they've got this mismatch of uh, Moyes' Van Gaal's, Mourinho's, and, 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 Ferguson's. and Ferguson's yeah. players. Here's, here's um, one for you, Tom. Uh, the 
um, highlights real of the season? What what stands out for you? Um, I mean, it's it's hard to sort of think back. Obviously, after this week of Champions League stuff, um, for me, Wolves have been a real sort of breath of fresh air. Um, I had a feeling they'd do quite well when they came up, but I also thought Fulham might do okay, but that's just been a total disaster. But that's, the, that's um, them fucking so, up themselves, so isn't Wolves, it? So Wolves, I think, have been a real sort of um, yeah, breath of fresh air. Um, Leicester, always quite enjoy. I quite like watching James Madison as well. I think he's had a really good season from an individual point of view. I think Raheem Sterling as well, individually, and Van Dijk. Those are the three players that have really sort of impressed me. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's been quite interesting watching Cardiff, you know, really fighting. And everyone's got an opinion on Neil Warnock, but they have they have literally fought for him every single week. The meme king, Neil Warnock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that him walking up to the camera recently, yeah. looking sort of confused. Super. And you feel a bit sorry for him. You feel a bit sorry for him, like he. Some of the decisions that have gone against Cardiff in the big moments have been a bit questionable, but... They've, they've had some questionable decisions. I'm sure they well. have. Yeah, it, it's you know, swings around about something. Well, swings around about something, don't you, then. Um, uh, I was going to ask you uh, more about... Uh, well, I was going to mention Fulham briefly. Yeah. That Fulham side which... Well, I'll tell you what, actually. The question will go out to you two. That Fulham side which got promoted last season were far, far better than the Fulham side which started and finished this Premier League season and if that Fulham side which got promoted if they kept exactly the same side would have been fine who have been the biggest disappointments other than Fulham? Um, that's a good one I don't think Huddersfield have been because they shouldn't have been the Premier League in, in, in the first place yeah. um, talk about sides underachieving well, it's hard to look past Man United and their season's got a little bit asterisk next to them because when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer took over, they had that really good run. But either side of that run, they've been... And it's not just the fact that they have underachieved and they're sixth in the Premier League when they've got the second biggest outlay after Man City. But the football is so dreadful. It's so bad to watch. And, you know, I, I was going to say I feel sorry for Man United fans, but I don't, because Man United fans normally choose to be Man United fans when they're at early age and they've had years and years and years of winning title after title after title. And I think... Thank God they now feel the pain that we do as Coventry, Birmingham City and Derby fans. They probably don't feel that pain. That's the whole waste of time about it. They'll probably just be Liverpool fans by the end of the next season. Um, what about outside the Premier League? Touch on that and then we need to talk admin. You can, get, you can go Europe, you can go lower divisions. By that, you know, probably no further than League 2, really. I mean, we're actually not non-league football. There's, there's something really, really disappointing about the German League at the moment. Um, Dortmund, who have yeah. managed to throw away a league, a league, I think they were 10 points clear, and each time they get really close, they keep losing really key games, and it's just, I mean, I really don't like Bayern Munich, and would love to see Dortmund win, because Dortmund are the way that football should be run, it's run by the supporters, it's got the best stadium, the best fans, it, and, you know, they have basically been pillaged from all their best players for years and years and years. It'd be so great for them to win the league, and they are bottling it. Liverpool, if Liverpool don't win the league on Sunday, they haven't bottled it, Dortmund have bottled it. Well, that, statistically they have, though. You were saying that it's from the position they were in, no-one had ever thrown away the league title. It's certainly in the Premier League. Sorry. Liverpool, uh, we were talking about this earlier in the season. Yeah, statistically you were saying, I'll go through the, I'm going to hunt through all the podcasts that we haven't That's put out. I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, when, they, when they lost to Man City, they are eight points clear with the, like... 
Uh, I need to find the quote. I need to find the quote. It's, it's I've never said that. If they don't win anything, it's been, in my opinion, they've underachieved massively with that squad. But you, know, you can look at it that they're the best runners up, but who cares about runners up? Really? That's, well, that squad last year was 24 points yeah. behind Man City. So they, this season, they'll be 22 points better off than last season. How can that possibly underachieve? They haven't spent a vast amount of money either. Oh, I don't know. You, know, you look, at, look through their team, right, apart from Van Dijk, look yeah. through their back four. Robinson, £8 million. Pounds. Yeah, yeah. Trent Alexander-Arnold, three. Yeah. You just compare that to Man City's fullbacks, where you've got yes. Mendy, who's 30-odd million, and Carl Walker, who's 50 million. They're yeah. spending literally 10 times more on they're spending. They're spending more money, but I don't, they're not getting any better. Right, uh, i tell you what, we, we, this is a shorter anyway. version, and... The question was outside the Premier League, the Bundesliga, the Bundesliga, well, what comes that? we've touched on the Bundesliga. PSG trying really hard to throw away the league title, mm. winning, <laughs> like, not <laughs> winning in about six games. Uh, and then Tube, that, that, the ex-Stoke strikers, best miss in the world. Oh, yeah, stuffing it on the like, line, yeah, 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 yeah. And then them losing the cup final, like, right? really great, that's fantastic. In the lower divisions, it's great to see the... Obviously, we will thank our guest later, but it was great to have Moss Baker on, and it's great to see that um, Coventry seem to be on terms with getting a stay of execution at the Rico. I know that's covering over the cracks, but that would be great for the people of Coventry. Great to see that Blackpool are uh, back in some sort of sensible ownership and that they've started turning back out to watch their team. Uh, and in the non-league, uh, it's a shame that Solihull Moors didn't get promoted because they're our favourite non-league side that we've visited yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of playoff games still. Uh, most of the non-league uh, playoffs have taken place, which is one of the reasons why we're sitting in an idyllic uh, country pub by the river setting and not doing another recording. Tom's off on his honeymoon. Yeah, yeah, I'll be um, trying to find a nice pub somewhere with the, the football on so I can keep an eye on what's going on. Yeah, go on, Eamon, give us your highlight this season. Then. Uh, mine is, I mean, there's some fantastic moments for you, especially in this last week, but mine has been Raheem Sterling. It's not so much to do with what he's done on the pitch, which has been fantastic, but it's more personally that I've been proved right, which is great. Because during the World Cup, the amount of arguments I've had with people who claim to be football fans go, oh, that Raheem Sterling's rubbish, isn't he? Oh, Raheem Sterling's rubbish. He hasn't scored any goals for England. What a terrible footballer. And the amount of arguments he's saying, no, he's probably England's most important player because he, you know, he's doing the job that he's been asked to do. He's clearly fantastic. This year, on the pitch, he's been incredible. And off the pitch... He's managed to highlight a serious problem in football and done it in a way which has been fantastic and understated in the way he's done it. He's, he's disarming, isn't he, when he talks yeah. about race? So people like us who are sort of cultural Marxists, <laughs> apart from Tom doesn't know what that means, um, <laughs> people like us who are already sympathetic to the idea that there probably is a really serious racial problem in football are always going to listen to that. But actually he seems to be convincing people like Piers Morgan, which, uh, which is credit to him as a person. Um, okay, we need to we need to wrap up. Uh, the only other thing to say is, come on, you fucking Rams! Um, as we take on the dirty cheats of Leeds United, I don't just mean that from this season because I think Bielsa is fantastic and it um, really added to the championship. And they, I think they they've just, as most Bielsa sides have uh, done in the past, run out of steam. I know that's a common theory, but particularly with Leeds, they've got a, they've got a small squad and the intensity that they play at. I think they probably have just come to the end and actually fancy us. That, that was just the, the obligatory Derby County guff. Champions League um, winners, Premier League winners, and promoted through the playoffs. I want your quick answers and then we'll do admin. So, Tom, Champions League? Uh, Liverpool. 
Yeah, Liverpool after extra time. Premier League? Man City. Promoted and from the Championship? Aston Villa. Fuck yourself. And Eamon? Champions League. Oh, I hate to say, I just agree completely with Tom. I really hate to say I think Aston Villa are going to get promoted. Well, that's not the Champions League, though. It's that Champions League and get back. It's the same as Tom. It's, it's yeah. Liverpool. Literally, literally the same as Tom. It's literally the same as Tom, yeah, yeah. And, and you think Villa will get promoted? Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Can <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> say something different just to be. Yeah. No, I agree, unfortunately. I think we'll, I think it, I think it'll be Aston Villa in the final, but we'll lose. I, I do think the Champions League final, I do think it's a 51 49 split in my own yeah. head. But yeah. I think I could go completely either way, but if I was putting money on it, which I don't do because I've got a dick's personality. <laughs> And I'm bad with money, but if I was putting money on it, I would be saying Millwall. That's why I said after extra time. <laughs> I think it'd be close. So we're sorry we couldn't bring you uh, another full episode. Next season, we intend to do two episodes a month from August all the way through to May. We're going to take it very seriously. Eamon's going to be on our Twitter account and regularly tweeting because he does that anyway off his own personal account. And he's very provocative and hopefully that will raise some awareness. Uh, Tom's going to be doing our Instagram account half-heartedly and we'll get into arguments in the car on the way back about how he's not putting enough effort into it. <laughs> um, we're looking for four slots of sponsorship. If us calling our podcasts rimming and what was the other one Todgers. Todgers is a problem speak to us about it because we will sell out for money we need to raise money for um, production costs um, but we've had some really really positive feedback and actually the numbers have started really picking up um, we'll have guests on uh, each episode in a non or lower league environment it will be we refuse to pay more than 20 pounds and we refuse to sit down um, but we're uh, open to clubs um, opening their doors for us um, but yeah, if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, we're, uh, we'll talk details to you. Email us on underthelightspod at gmail.com. Um, you can get hold of us on Twitter uh, at underthelightsp. We run out of letters. Um, Instagram won't, will be completely uh, uh, stagnant over the you summer. Like seeing pictures of floodlights. Yeah, yeah. But you won't do that over the summer, so wait until August, September. Um, but do do send us uh, a message, however you so choose. If you're interested in sponsoring us, um, we have had some interest. We have four slots, um, and we can be creative about how we advertise your product and brand. Um, we are very grateful to uh, Jordan, the producer Jordan, who's, again, uh, a fantastic sound engineer and details on request. Um, and our two guests so far for the pilot episodes uh, from the Tilton Talk Show, Chris Pugh, and from Sky Blues Trust, Moz Baker. Um, and thank you very much for listening. The feedback we've had, uh, both in terms of hate mail and five-star ratings, and just verbally uh, and through word of mouth, um, has been a real source of encouragement, and we anticipate in being massive by the end of next season, to the point where it negatively affects our personalities. You guys have got a cup final to play in. I'm going to set out the cones. Um, the Wardens against... Who are we playing today? Bedford Rangers. Bedford Rangers. Underdogs. It's David and Goliath situation. So we'll let you know... You'll know what happened about our predictions by the time we return. And we'll let you know what happened with the most important cup final, the Coventry... What's the cup final? Peter Tugard? No, it's the Coventry uh, Benevolent Charity Cup. So this comes for charity. Called Benevolent? Benevolent. Right, interesting. Me and Tom uh, won it last year. I can't remember who got one on the match tonight. Do you remember, Tom? I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't remember who started that one. <laughs> I, thought, I thought for a second Benevolent was ambivalent. I thought we were playing for an ambivalent <laughs> cup. Um, but uh, until August, uh, have a lovely summer, watch some cricket, 
and go to a pre-season friendly to scratch that itch. But for now, lads, I think probably back to the Fiesta. Of the Wardens. I think she's uh, like cordials. I think we're first to bring. This is all standing.